At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Huge Wednesday program on tap. Our buddy Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer, betting analyst for Yahoo Sports, will join the program. We'll get his reaction uh, to all the trade deadline moves and including whether he thinks his Milwaukee Brewers have a better chance now or a worse chance of holding off the Cardinals um, for the NL Central. And what shot does he give the Padres coming out of the National League? Uh, a lot of day baseball today, yep. Amal. We'll get into that slate a little later uh, in this segment. We'll continue on our over or out with college football coaches uh, on the hot seat. And we'll hit some tennis, too, uh, before we're done with the show. Amal, Sports Illustrated's M- Emma Bacheleri made a list of the winners in the trade deadline and the mm-hmm. trade moves and those that are drawing even. I want you to rank the five teams she called winners who had the best? I think we will both concede the Padres are number one. Uh, I would agree with you completely. Uh, I, I don't even think it's close. Look, everyone wants to talk about Juan Soto. I'm telling you right now, I said this, Josh Hader coming over is going to be great for Hader. It's going to be great for the Padres. This guy's going to pitch lights out. I was going through his numbers last night. You know, in, in uh, April and May, didn't give up a run. He had a rough stretch, particularly those back-to-back games in July where he gave up nine earned runs in two games, one in San Francisco where he really had a collapse in the ninth inning. Mike, last night he comes in mowing guys down. I think there's an energy that's palpable right now with the Padres in terms of where they're going. They'd fall behind 3-0 behind Darvish in game one. They end up scoring 13 runs over the next six, uh, five innings or six innings there. And then uh, last night, Grisham with the walk-off and the doubleheader. Yeah, two, they both scored. Rockies and Padres both scored two in the first, and then there isn't a run till the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. 
If you were betting no innings after the first, you made a lot of money on that. Game, <laughs> sure which, did. Which some people that, that I know tend to do. All right, here's her next two through five. Yankees, Twins, Phillies, Mariners. Who had the second best trade deadline improvement? Uh, I think the uh, I like I wouldn't put the Phillies there, but I think the other three teams I could go with Yankees, Twins, or Mariners. I got no qualms with. I would say Mariners. I love the addition of Luis Castillo. Um, I actually like the Astros. To be honest with you, they I think the been, Astros should be on a winner's uh, list. So do I. With the tr- they're not even on a break-even list. No, here. they're not. And um, I, you know, the Twins. I like the acquisition uh, on the back end of the bullpen. If Lopez is as good as he was the first two months of the year. I think Twins are second on this list, even I, above the Mariners. I would agree with you. Um, so for me... Because they have a winnable division, yeah, too. Uh, there's no question about it. Right? The Mariners yeah. aren't winning the West. The Padres aren't overcoming the Dodgers, no. right? But they're, they're fighting for their division. Absolutely. And the White Sox seem to stand pat. Yeah, White Sox didn't do anything. I was really surprised. Listen, I watched that tape. I didn't catch it over the weekend with Anderson, mm-hmm. with, the, with the umpire. Yeah. He should be suspended for more than five games. This is the third time that he's made contact with an umpire. And I don't know if you watched the tape that John Boy put out, does a great job on Twitter. Yeah, he's with amazing. These, what he said to that umpire and then hit, hit, I mean, he's totally out of line. I know you, you've had a down opinion on Tim Anderson um, as overall his, his contributions or lack thereof he's a in loser. the field. That would, you've put it succinctly. All right, drawing even. Mets, Brewers, Blue Jays, Dodgers, Cardinals, Red Sox. Any of these you think should be up or down? Yeah, Brewers should be down. I'm telling you right now that hater for Rodgers trade was horrific. I, I'm telling you right now, hater's going to come in. This guy's going to be dominant. He is getting back on track. Three out of the last four games, he's given up uh, just three hits. One earned run during that stretch. Pitching in a much more friendly pitcher park in Petco. He's going to be more effective than at Miller Park. I think sometimes they give up on him too quickly. The guy had a rough couple of weeks, and all of a sudden he's useless. This guy has had a dominant start to his career. And remember one other thing, Mike. They get him for one more year. He's um, arbitration eligible next year. Yeah. Um, I think the Cardinals closed the gap. With the Brewers losing Hayter and the Cardinals picking up Quintana, I think this makes them live, even though three or four games back. And also, I think Rodgers is going to blow a couple of saves for them. Uh, I would agree with you there. I mean, the guy's lost confidence in his fastball. Uh, Red Sox drawing even. I don't know that they did anything to draw even. The surprise is kind of the Mets, right? The Mets didn't go out and make a big splash. I was a little bit surprised too, but I think the way the Mets are playing right now, they feel pretty good. Look, you've got proven commodities. Lindor's a guy on a big contract. We know Pete Alonso can play. Marte's a very good player. Escobar's batting ninth in that lineup. I like the way McNeil competes every day. Uh, Nimmo's done a nice job. This this team is getting dangerous. I didn't see DeGrom yesterday. I don't know if you had a chance to watch him pitch. I watched in and out of that game. What did you think from what you saw of him? It's the same old DeGrom, and they still don't <laughs> score any runs for him. <laughs> I said yesterday, two Ivor Price. Let him get back in the group, but I, I think this team, it's unfortunate. They were averaging better than six runs a game. And then all of a sudden, DeGrom comes back, and then they get off track. Yeah. Um, but you can't bet a team at that price. You just can't outlay no, 350 in baseball or 360 no. or 340 or whatever that is. All right, let's get to the day baseball, Amal, because there's a lot of games, more early than late. Two games kicked off at 10 after 9 here uh, Pacific time, just afternoon on the East Coast. First game is at the Trop. The Blue Jays against the Rays. Uh, I got to tell you, Gaussman was terrific last night. I watched almost that whole game. He took a – what did he end up giving up? One hit? Yeah, he was uh, went through seven. I, that's the best he's looked all year to me. He looked like he did in San Francisco uh, for a while. And they win. They score two in the ninth. They win that game three to one. But he had seven scoreless. Uh, Blue Jays taking on the Rays. You say Kikuchi got the start um, uh, for Toronto. And Beeks got the start uh, for the Rays. It's 3-2 
The Rays have just taken the lead in the bottom of the sixth. Kikuchi's out. Simber in now for Toronto. They lead 3-2 there. Yeah, uh, this is kind of an important game from a wild card standing. Right now, Toronto, the clear wild card team that's going to look like they're going to make it from a wild card standpoint. But, you know, you mentioned that these three divisions are completely out of reach. The AL East, the NL, uh, and AL West. Mm -hmm. These are all done. But these teams that are wild cards there, Toronto, uh, Seattle, the Padres, these are all going to be pretty good, dangerous teams in the postseason. The Rays aren't a lock to make the postseason. No, not at all. I thought this this was an important game for them today after getting beat last night at home. I would agree with you. Uh, And, you know, Walls hits a solo shot in the ninth inning off of Romano there. but He also had the only hit off Gaussman. (laughs) This team can't hit. You know, Britton and I were talking about that before the show. He goes, this team cannot hit to save their life. We'll see if they can hold on to this 3-2 lead in this one. And the other game that started early was in Atlanta, the the real good pitching matchup. Wheeler against Morton. one nothing Braves. They're in the top of the seven here. Both pitchers have been terrific. Yeah, Wheeler gave up a solo shot. I think it was to Arcia. In, Arce- it in, was. And, Bottom um, of the fifth with two outs. And so, nice job. Morton really pitching well today here. I think some of these teams that didn't make moves or made what players would view as detrimental moves, I think they're going to take a step back. Give the Orioles credit, though. They go into Texas. They play well in a couple of these games where I thought they could have regressed. Because uh, I remember watching the game the other night, and you could see they were talking about it. The manager uh, was upset in terms of the move with Mancini and Lopez. Um, interesting to see how this plays out the rest of the way. Some of while these they've won like the Philly. first two in Texas. I yeah, mean, this absolutely. team's still in the playoff. I think I, I, I'd like to make the bet if you gave me somewhere 120 or better that they finish higher than the Red Sox, the Orioles. But uh, they made the decision to try to build for the future. If you're the Braves, I was thinking about this last night. We had the discussion about possible pitching matchups in a yep. series. Yeah. And a name I left out, Strider. Mm-hmm. If you're the Braves and you have a three-game series, one and two at home, third game on the road uh, in the wild card, you're, you're going to give the ball um, to Freed in game one. Correct. How about throwing Strider in game two as well as he pitches at home and letting Morton have that road game instead of you know Strider or Wright getting that road start? I, I thought it would be Strider. I thought, who'd you mention instead? We talked about Morton and Anderson. Who else? I, I said Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright. No, I... Strider's the guy as of right now, but a lot of these guys, mm-hmm. look, you mentioned Montgomery yesterday. He gets shipped. Yeah. Yan- Yankee said, no, we don't want him for the playoffs. I, I, I said, what's Montgomery going to do? Yankees are the same thing. Speaking of the Yankees, your favorite pitcher, Garrett Cole, only gave up six in the top of the first to Seattle today. Well, Mike, Mike, I think you're being pessimistic. He didn't give up seven. I'm an optimist. But you, you were right. You and I, we didn't discuss this or we'd probably put a bet down. I don't know if you did. This price on Louis Castillo, after he pitched one run ball against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium again for the Reds just, what, four or five weeks ago? Took a small play on this one. It was too oh, yeah. high of a price. You can't have a pitcher of this caliber. The Yankees and the Dodgers get too much sometimes of pricing uh, in certain situations. I think the Dodgers have been undervalued going up to San Francisco these last couple of days. This Giants team is out of it. They're ready for the they're ready are for like Santa Clara. thirty in San Francisco. They're ready for Santa Clara and the 49ers. They want to know what Debo is going to do. Forget the Giants. It's over. Yeah. Uh, so Castillo has a 6-1 lead here as Seattle bats in the top of the third. Also underway, Tigers and Twins. Tigers come back and uh, win the second game, so 1-1 in that series in Minneapolis last night. They are in the top of the fourth. Alexander with the start uh, for the Tigers. Joe Ryan for the Twins. Twins lead 2-0 right now. I thought this price was a little high. I didn't play Minnesota today because they were similar prices again uh, as the Guardians were to open this one. Uh, I thought Bieber was a cheap price going against Henry, making his major league debut for the uh, Diamondbacks in this game, but only one nothing right now for the Guardians. Uh, Twins need this game. They blow a two nothing. Was it a two nothing? Two nothing yesterday. 
Blow that Tigers game. blew a 2-0 lead in Game 1, and the Twins blew a 2-0 lead in Game 2. Yeah, um, I, I thought this was an opportunity, especially with the Guardians losing to the Diamondbacks 6-3. You know, I know there's still two months of baseball to go, and the Guardians close out with six against the Royals. I'm telling you, these opportunities, like the, the, right now, Chicago is in the midst of a seven, they're playing their eighth game out of 19 against teams under 500. They're only four and three so far. Yeah, speaking of the Guardians, they lost at home to the D-backs last night. Bieber on the mound today um, against Henry, as you mentioned. Guardians up one nothing in the top of the fourth. Uh, game's getting underway. Bradish against Martin Perez. Rangers a dollar fifty favorite at home. The Orioles have won the first two games of this series. I'm all total eight. Yeah, Martin Perez here is the play. I think the Rangers bounce back, having lost the first two in this one. I would look at the run line here at plus one thirty-five. This is what I did here. I took the run line. I didn't want to lay this high of a price, but took the run line here. Singer against Big Daddy Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn in the Sox. Dollar sixty-five on the overnight, down to a dollar forty in some places. I'm all with a total of eight and a half. Go over in this one, eight and a half. Day game, Chicago ball tends to carry. We're still in August. Good warm temperatures. Uh, probably get both sides to 4-4. Four four. The Royals can be a little bit scary, but I'll tell you what, this Chicago team cannot score consistently. They get the three runs in the first yesterday and then uh, take care of business in that one. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks right here in Las Vegas and all across the USA. Download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Amal, yes, sir. when we come back, it's over or out. I'm surprised by a name on this list. A national champion coach in Chapel Hill, Mac Brown. Could he be out at UNC? That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock, he might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is 
finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Plus, our best season win bet totals, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a Visa and All Access subscriber. I repeat, the only way to get access is to become a subscriber. You cannot buy these guides carte blanche anymore. Sign up early, Hamal, and get a discounted $175 rate all the way through the end of Super Bowl. It's $40 a month. So essentially, you're getting two months free if you sign up now for $175. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with... Amal Shaw will have Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports betting analyst and our good friend. He'll join the program in just about 15 minutes, Amal. No big updates on these games early. Nothing significant with lead changes or scoring. Let's go back to college football in our in our segment, over or out. These are college football coaches that you think um, might be on the hot seat. Now, last year, uh, we we started this out, and it's been a it's been a popular a popular uh, a segment here, and I've loved doing it with you this week. And come up with some names. Frankly, I was a little bit surprised we're on the list, and we're going to get to one second here. But let's start out in Florida with Florida State and Mike Norvell. This is year three mm-hmm. for Norvell. Uh, last year, five and seven overall, eight and thirteen, six and ten in the ACC. Of course, they haven't gone to a bowl in his two seasons. Their win total of them all is juiced to the over. Six and a half, minus a dollar thirty-five. Do the Seminoles win seven games, or is Mike Norvell out in Tallahassee? Uh, I think Norvell's around for another year. Florida State's a little bit hamstrung in terms of financially going out and getting rid of a coach. Also, the one, the other thing you got to remember is when Dabo, excuse me, um, Jimbo won the national title. Was that twenty thirteen? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, team really kind of struggled after that. He left because of that reason. They didn't spend money on facilities and upgrades. Then they brought in that winning coach, Willie, Willie Taggart. Taggart. <laughs> uh, by the way, you should never hire these recycled guys. I was thinking about coaches that get fired elsewhere. They come over to take a program. They run it right into the ground. Bob Davey goes to New Mexico, ran into the ground. Ty Willingham goes to Washington, crashed that car right off of I-5 out into the Pacific Ocean. I mean, it, it's been horrific. When you see some of these coaches getting recycled, don't don't bring them back. And to me, uh, in terms of Norvell, I wouldn't make that move that quickly. Give Florida State a year or so. I think the ACC, there's going to be some opportunities. I think Clemson's trending downwards long-term without um, uh, Venables there at the defensive side. Uh, we'll see what happens here. But I, I think if you're Florida State, unless you see somebody on the horizon that you really, really like and fits your program, Maybe Deion Sanders is your guy. Does he want to come to Tallahassee? It's possible. Yeah. Very possible. Great for recruiting. He's He's building a resume. Building a resume. 100%. He got the number one recruit. A lot of Florida State alum were mad at Deion because he got Travis Hunter, who was going to go to Florida State, and then he commits to Jackson State. Uh, This name surprised me. Mack Brown, national champion coach. Remember, he coached at North Carolina before he went to Texas, right? And, And had a successful run there, too. He is in the fourth year of his second stint. They were six and seven last year, Amal. He's been twenty-one and seventeen in his second run, fourteen and twelve in the ACC. They lost to South Carolina in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, one and two. He's made a bowl every year at North Carolina since coming back. Their win total, Amal, is seven and a half, juice to the under minus a dollar thirty-five. If you think UNC can win eight games, it's plus one fifteen. Is there really a chance Mac Brown gets fired after this year at North Carolina? I, I don't think so, but they might push him to a, a situation where it's a kind of a forced retirement. Um, my second favorite person in college football probably is the Senator Jim Tressel. Just always, always a good guy, does a lot of things for the players off the field. My all-time favorite person in college football is Mac Brown. That's not even close. I was telling Britton a story yesterday. You could be from a small town like Sweetwater, Texas, where nobody's ever heard of it, like 40 miles uh, from Abilene. You go down to cover UT. Mac Brown treated you like you were from the New York Times or, or Sports Illustrated, even if you're from the smallest place. He'd be like, Mike, you know what? And he would talk to you. I mean, I absolutely love Mac Brown. And I also loved him because Texas didn't win a lot outside of Vince Young. But I don't think North Carolina makes a move here. I think this is a program that understands that, look, we're going to have some lean years. We're going to have some good years. Mac does recruit extremely well. He's going to win a ton of living rooms. The age could be a little bit of a factor that works against him. Still a very likable guy from an administration standpoint. They got, they've had really some great people come through Carolina. Mac Brown, Roy Williams, people that, those are coaches that people like to be around. And I think we'll see what happens here with Carolina. They took a huge step back last year, especially with having Sam Howell back. Disappointing season. Okay, yeah. here's a guy I think is really on the hot seat of a, of a Power 5 program, and that's Carl Durrell at Colorado. This is his third year, three and six, uh, Last year, four and eight overall, six and seven and eight and ten in his two years there. Um, win total for Colorado. Get this, Amal. The win total for Colorado this year is three. A flat three, evenly juiced, minus 110 both ways. 1997, I was at the game with Colorado and Michigan in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine was playing for CU. So Slash? The pass? Uh, no, no, no. That oh, was 94. Okay. That was 94. Um Colorado opened the season preseason number one. A friend of mine was playing for CU, so I went up for the game. And let me tell you, this team has not been, that program since then has gone downhill since the start of that season. And Carl Durrell, 25 years later, he's got to go. CU should not have fallen this far. Think about this when Mike Pritchard played for them. They were winning a national title. They were competing every year Orange Bowls. This program is so far away from that. When you think of the Pac-12 right now, forget the fact that SC and LA are going to leave. But 
Washington State and Arizona are probably the only two programs that I would say are worse than uh, right now than Colorado. You think Washington State's worse? Just simply because it's a tougher place to recruit, and Jaden Delora has left. I think it could be a rough year up on the Palouse. Um, I think Carl Durrell's got to go. Listen, where do they where do they get four wins here? Well, if three of the teams don't they're, make they're the a game. dog at home to TCU. To yeah, open the, this yeah, season. they're going to lose that game. Uh, they they're at Air Force. They're losing that game. Air Force looking at a nine and three year, ten and two. They're going to have a really good season. They're going to lose at Minnesota. Yes, but didn't Minnesota beat them like twenty to three at Colorado last year? The Minnesota game is what gets PJ Fleck a ton of credit. They'll go out there, they'll play their style of play, and dominate on the lines of scrimmage and win that game. UCLA, they're going to lose. At Arizona is a winnable game. Cal can be won at home. At Oregon State, they'll lose. ASU, depending on where the program is at that point in time, Oregon at home, they'll lose. At SC, at Washington, they should lose. And then Utah. This team, would you say the season win total is? Three, flat. As they say in Taken, good luck. I can't see four wins. I, I don't even know if they get three wins. Is it possible they don't get a win? It is if they lose at Arizona. And that game, being down in the desert, will not be easy. Um, I think it's going to be a real challenge for this team. Mike, I, here's my thing, and I say this all the time with these coaches. This guy's got the personality of a plant. What living room is he winning? You need a guy that's going to come in there. You know, people criticize John Calipari. Say whatever you want. His players love playing for him. He has the player's best interest at heart. That's why guys go play for him. They genuinely love that guy. You know, there are guys like Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. They win living rooms. Dabo Sweeney, he wins living rooms. Carl Durrell is not winning a living room. All right, Jeff Scott at South Florida. Goodbye. Year, year three. They were brutal last year. Br- two, two and ten brutal. One conference win in two years. One and 14. Three and 18 overall. Win total is four and a half. Their recruiting class ranked 95th, plus 110 on the over four and a half. If South Florida doesn't win five games, is Jeff Scott a Rivaderche? <laughs> Great term, and he is gone. Not even, no need to spend much time on this one. This, this program should be the fifth best program in the state of Florida, and you should still be able to get immense talent behind Florida State, UF, UCF, and Miami, not in any particular order. But to me, when you look at the schedule, they'll beat Howard. Uh, East Carolina, they can fight with. I don't think they'll win the game. And then the back half of the schedule, Tulane's a game they can win. That's going to be the Fire Bowl. Willie Fritz and um, <laughs> and uh, Ellie, uh, excuse me, uh, Jeff they Scott can't here. Either of them are gone before the game. See, in college, you don't yeah, see that yeah, as much, no. especially at those types of programs. Yeah. So I don't expect that to happen uh, because then you got to pay the other guy an elevation fee for paying them more money, and you got to pay out the coach. So no reason to do that. All right, finally, let's close out with Ryan Silverfield at Memphis, year three. They were six and six last year, three and five in the conference. He's eight and eight in the conference, fourteen and ten. So neither a losing record in, in either conference play or uh, uh, overall or uh, the 14 and 10. They were going to be in the Hawaii Bowl. That was canceled. Their win total seven and a half here with Memphis this year, juiced to the under minus 140. If Memphis doesn't win eight games, is it bye-bye for Silverfield? Uh, I don't think so. I think he'll have one more year unless he has like a three and nine year, two and 10 type of season. I think even if he's four and eight, he probably gets one well, more year. You think they'll get worse this year? I do. I think this program is really taking, you know, you, this program has just really gone downhill in terms of their consistency. We'll see what they do. Look, they got two tough openers. At, I mean, two tough road games to open. At Mississippi State, at Navy, I think those are losses. Won't they be favored at Navy? No. They should. Navy's gone back, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you that triple option's a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, Me- Memphis. But then they beat Arkansas State and North Texas. Yep. Temple, they should beat as well. Uh, Houston at East Carolina is a winnable game at Tulane. Hey, they should be over 500. North Alabama, that's another. Well, they got to win eight, though, to go over the total. 
Yeah, I see why the season win total is low, but I don't think this team is going to go. Look, at SMU, Houston, UCF, Mississippi State, to me, those are four losses right there. I don't see this team getting over the season win total. It's interesting. They got they got some free squares there, so that's why it's seven and a half. Even if they, oh, it is seven and a half. I yeah. thought it was eight. Okay. Yeah, but to get to eight to go over, and that's plus one twenty. But I think the eight's plausible. I, I, they got to win every game that you expect them to win. Navy, uh, Tulane, East Carolina. Doctor Eric Iger from Pro Football Focus says the best season win total in the NFL is the Packers under. We'll ask Frank Schwab if he agrees. That's next. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering both smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I just needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. And it's Wednesday. It's 1130 a.m. Pacific. That means we're going to welcome in our buddy Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports and their betting analyst. Uh, good afternoon there in Denver. Frank, how are you? Doing good, doing good. How about you guys? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Amal's good. We had a lot to... Uh, digest over the last 24 hours, including reacting to Vince Scully's passing. And I'm going to do a little tribute to him tomorrow and follow the money, use my no hyperbole time to do that. I want to talk uh, trade deadline because that, I mean, it's great that so many teams were active, I think, and, and went out there and, and, and tried to improve their team and give their fans more of a shot here. Let's start with the Padres. Uh, here at Circa, they were 22 to 1 going into the week. They're currently 11-1. to 1. That's a huge move, Frank, a huge move. Amal believes the move is right. Amal believes the Padres are now very well poised to possibly win the National League and in a much better position. I believe the Padres have gone from being the fourth-best team in the National League to being the fourth-best team in the National League. What say you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more with Amal than you here. I think the Padres are... are... Look, I know a lot of the value is extracted when a team goes from 22 to 11. I still think there's value at 11 to 1. I do. I Look, the top-end uh, talent they have, the pitching depth, I do believe they've passed at least the Braves. Maybe, the Mets are, are, are just a wild card because if DeGrom is back, and you know he was throwing an easy 101 last night. I mean, he he's, he's a force if he stays healthy. Him and Scherzer, yeah, it gives them a shot. But I would take the Padres as the second best team in the NL right now, and I think they could battle the Dodgers in a series. Like the, I don't think, I don't think this is the best Dodgers team we've seen, which is crazy because they're winning two thirds, three quarters of their games still. They're unbelievable, but there are a little bit of weaknesses there. I think the Padres can match them starting pitching wise, very much so. Soto just gives them a superstar bat in the middle of the lineup. I really like what the Padres are bringing, especially in a short series. You can look; they're not going to win the division. It's going to be a little harder road for them. But man, it, it, one through twenty-five, that roster is really, really good. Championship ready, I think. 
Frank, I thought the acquisition of Hader went under the radar because of Soto. I thought this was unbelievably huge. I think Hader's going to go back to the way he was in April and May for Milwaukee. I thought the change of scenery and the, despite the fact that he gave up nine earned runs in those back-to-back -back appearances, take that away. I think this guy's going to come out and be dominant. To me, this helps San Diego immensely. How do you see Hader? You followed him closely in Milwaukee. Yeah, as a Brewers fan, there's a reason I did not bring up the Josh Hader trade when I was talking about the Padres. But I've seen Josh Hader's entire career. I followed Brewers very closely. Sometimes he just falls into these slumps where all of a sudden he's hittable. Guys are just running into fastballs, taking him out of the yard, and he always gets out of it. And since the All-Star break, I watched every one of his appearances. He looked great. He looked yeah. sharp as always. He's going to be fine. There's, there's literally no worry about Josh Hader. He is the best reliever in baseball. And, and the Padres had the ninth inning lockdown now where they were just, I mean, they were just you know, demoting Taylor Rogers. They didn't know what, I mean, their bullpen was a mess and now it's all settled. I mean, you have the closer in Major League Baseball where, you know, you get you get past the eighth inning and you're like, okay, game over because Josh Hader ain't given up one in the ninth. I, I think he's still just as good as he's always been. He just had a really, really rough stretch for about a week or two there, but he's fine. I, he just does this once in a while where he has these slumps. Padres are going to love Josh Hader. Cardinals pick up Jose Quintana uh, from the Pirates, Frank. Brewers kind of stand pat here, although that, that trade – can be viewed as a negative with Rodgers, who won't throw his fastball anymore. Does this give St. Louis the impetus to win this division? Are the Cardinals worth a look right now at close, close to a little over two to one to still overcome the Brewers in the NL Central? Uh, the Cardinals are going to win this division. I, I mean, the, this is a white flag trade for the Brewers. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know I've had Brewers fans, friends trying to talk me into it. Oh, this prospect, that prospect, Devin Williams in the ninth. If you watch Devin Williams when they interviewed him in the clubhouse after the trade, he was seething. And I think that's a lot that reflects the clubhouse. It reflects the fan base. A lot of us, I know, in that it just it just seemed like we're giving up on this year. Well, OK, you don't get many bites at this apple. And I know they want to remain good for a long time. But the way they were going to be great was Devin Williams in the eighth, Josh Hader in the ninth. Those three starters starting a game for you. You take Hader out of the equation, Boxberger in the eighth. It's, it's not good news. Cardinals have the easiest second half schedule. I think the Cardinals win this. I think they made the right moves. The Brewers did not add a bat, which they desperately needed. They added a closer who was just demoted in San Diego. Matt Bush, he's not going to help things that much. I just, I just think this was a huge step back for the Brewers and sent the wrong message to the clubhouse. And the Cardinals should be able to smell blood now because I just think the Brewers, look, they go in last night to Pittsburgh and they lose to the Pirates with a, the reigning Cy Young winner on the mound. That's the mindset of this team now. I think they're going to go in a pretty bad slump these last few months. Yeah, I think like Sports Illustrated, if you appear on the top five of Mike Cy Young, you get jinxed. Well, but Burns did a great job last night, up three to nothing in Pittsburgh. It's a big day for my Alcantara ticket. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Uh, Frank, I want to go to the NFL real quick. In Denver now, obviously, they're already talking about the Broncos, but Turner goes down with a torn ACL. How impactful is this going to be for Russell Wilson and the other receivers across the board there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean... Look, Cortland Sutton's the main guy. Jerry Judy's the former first-round pick. But people who don't know Tim Patrick that well, there's a reason the Broncos paid him and paid him pretty well. He's an underrated guy. He's a really good receiver. He's a really good football player. They're going to miss him. But you look at the overall offense and you say, all right, they got Alberto at tight end. They got two good running backs. They still got two good receivers. There's enough still. But it stings a little bit, especially in a division like this where it's so competitive. Uh, you don't want to take any steps back. But I think Denver's going to be fine. But if... If you're already liking the Chargers, if you're already liking the Chiefs, 
the Tim Patrick ACL injury he's done for the season. That is a it's something in your favor. It is. That's a a pretty big underrated piece to take out of this Broncos offense. They'll be fine. They're not going to, you know, become the Bears or anything like that, but it is a pretty big blow for them, you know, before you even play a preseason game. I think I call them Patrick Turner, the guy never materialized at USC. Wrong receiver. <laughs> Either way. Frank, last night uh, on this network, Dr. Eric Iger, you may be familiar with, uh, writes for the Pro Football Focus, was on, and he said he thinks the best season win total bet in the NFL this year is the Packers under 11, uh, which yeah. here at Circa, you have the alternates. You could go under 12 and lay the 235 or get frisky and go under 10 plus 185. Where do you stand on the Packers at 11 wins? You know, I, I didn't really have a lean on it either way. I thought it was about right. I could get where he's coming from, though, because this team was already in for regression. I, I mean, they were out in front of their skis a little bit last year with their record. They were going to come back to the pack a little bit. No, no pun intended there. And then the, Devontae Adams lost. Look, there's a reason. Devontae Adams is the fourth highest paid non-quarterback in the league right now. That's how much value he has. And the Packers are going to miss him. And Christian Watson's already missing time because of this knee scope he got, their the rookie second-round pick. The receiver room really scares me a little bit. It's it's not that good. Can you be a grinded out running team playing good? And, and that's the thing. Your defense, everybody says, oh, their defense is going to be great. It's going to be great. It was good last year. I don't think it was great. I, I mean, we're not talking about the, the O2 Buccaneers or anything here. So I, I think that the Packers, there is a, a scenario absolutely where they could win nine games and it really kind of be a frustrating team all year. I could see where he's coming from. I wouldn't take the over. Let's put it that way. I didn't have a, a play either way on the Packers win total, but you could see how they could regress pretty badly and fall under that win total. I, I hear what you're saying, but I still look at the division and I think, you know, Detroit home, Chicago home, Minnesota home, and then obviously return trips there. You go four and two, five and one in the division. You know, I go back to the last first round pick at wide receiver was Javon Walker. Devontae Adams is great, but it didn't seem like the Saints skipped a beat without Michael Thomas in the lineup for two seasons. And I, I'm a big Devontae Adams guy. I was a little bit slow to the party on him. This guy, Rodgers, doesn't turn the football over. They have a good running game. I think they understand what they are about as well as any team in the NFL. They may not be great defensively. Sixth in the NFC last year in points allowed. But to me, I, I agree with you. But Frank, I, I, it's hard for me to see them not getting to at least 10 wins. I don't think it's a slam dunk wager the way it sounds. This is not like Oklahoma at nine wins where they're going to win 10 or 11 games, even if they just show up. Yeah, I, I think the, the argument you can make for the Packers and the comparison I've made is a 97-98 Denver Broncos where that wasn't John Elway's team. That was Terrell Davis's yep. team. They ran the ball tremendously well, played good opportunistic defense. And when they needed a big play, with a third and 11? All right, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback and make that play. Aaron Rodgers is going to lift all those receivers up a little bit. How high? I don't know. Can Alan Lazard be a real number one? I don't know. Is Romeo Dubs going to win rookie of the year? Mm, maybe not. But I can see a positive outlook for the Packers saying, all right, they're just going to play a different way. It's weird to grind it out when you have an MVP quarterback, but they can do it. They got two stud running backs. It's not the worst place to be. And then that defense should be pretty good. And like you said, who in the division is going to be that good? I, I mean, it, it, you sweep the Bears, probably sweep the Lions. Vikings might sort of split. Thank you for the time, Frank. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Appreciate you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. All right, Amal, when we come back, key guy for Frank and his team, Peralta. Freddie Peralta's comeback start tonight against the venerable Bede in Pittsburgh. Here. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet River Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back into Odds on Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. 
Twins lead Tigers 2-1. to one. Uh, That game is in the top of the sixth. Still 6-1 to one in the Bronx. The Phillies have rallied to take a 3-1 lead in Atlanta. 1-0 White Sox in the first rain there in Chicago. The Astros got to Richie Hill early. They're up 4-0 in the first of all. Yeah, um, well, look, I thought this was a great opportunity for Houston. Lost the first two games against the Red Sox by a single running 3-2 and 2-1. And now they get off to a flying start here. And good news in Houston is we've got a dome, so you don't have to worry about any weather. Okay, let's. Uh, there's four more Major League Baseball games we haven't got to that go off later. Um, and then uh, some tennis. Let's close with some tennis. All right, Mets can't get it done as a $3.50 favorite last night in DeGrom's comeback. Chris Bassett tonight in our nation's capital against Annabelle Sanchez. Mets 250 on the overnight, up to 275. Minus, minus, a run and a half, minus 165, total nine. Yeah, numbers are getting a little bit preposterous. Going to stay away from this one, but I think the Mets do get back on track here. You know, I think when you get numbers like this, you got to look at some of these plays. I thought today, two good spots. Guardians with Bieber against Henry. Couldn't believe that line was so low. It went to 225 by first pitch, and we see the Astros in this one. This is one with the Metropolitans. If you like somebody else, take a look at who you're going to put in with them, but I wouldn't play them necessarily in a, in a straight play, just too much juice. Uh, Brewers, Pirates, Corbin Burns up 3-0 in the 6th last night. Gives up 4 earned. They lose 5-3. I think he walked 6 last night. Uh, Freddie Peralta makes his comeback start, as I mentioned, against Tyler Bede. Uh, the Brewers, $2.15 favorites, total 8.5. Yeah, uh, I think the uh, Brew Crew gets on track here with uh, Peralta on the line. Uh, I would probably look at a run line play if I'm looking at the Brew Crew here, but Pittsburgh team competes, at least. I'll give them that. They don't have a ton of talent pitching. The bullpen's not particularly strong, but they go out and compete. Wayne White was terrific last night in St. Louis again. Easy under. Goldschmidt hit another home. What's 5-0 in the final? 6-0. Steal for the Cubs tonight. Miles Mikolas uh, for the Cardinals. You know, Miles Mikolas has the fourth most innings pitched in baseball. He's like top five. It's it's incredible. Uh, That would have been long odds if you'd have said that. On August 1st, would Miles Miklas be in the top five of innings? Anyhow, the Cardinals, $1.70 favorite them all, total eight. Yeah, going to come back with the under here one more time, eight. I think it's a high number. You mentioned Miklas in terms of what he's done. Really nice job. Um, Steele's done a solid job for this uh, Cubs team. In Chicago, inconsistent hitting the baseball. Like this one, under eight here. Okay, you talked about the Dodgers being cheap. San Francisco the last few yeah. nights. Uh, Tyler Alexander uh, gave up most of a six-run lead last night, back to 6-5. Then the Dodgers scored again late to rout him. Julio Urias yes. uh, for the Dodgers tonight comes in ten and six with a two seven one ERA taking on Alex Cobb. The Dodgers a dollar fifty five on the overnight up to a dollar seventy with a total of seven and a half. Yeah, just a quick comment from game last night. Alex Wood uh, actually goes more than five innings because he was actually getting whacked, and the Giants realized they got to have guys start eating innings. Five and a third, nine hits, six earned runs for him there. Urias again, not not a bad price. Look, this Dodgers team right now, Mike. Uh, a friend of mine asked me, he goes, "How many games do you think this team's going to win?" I said, I think they're going to go somewhere between 107 and 108. This team is just playing tremendous baseball. They're now, really you, you, you bet the Dodgers at 5-1 to one before the season. season started. Yeah. Are you going to make a Padres bet? I am going to. Okay. I really like the Padres. <clears throat> Look, I think the Mets are a dangerous team. But I think with the addition of Hayter, I, I think this team is dangerous. So the Dodgers are playing really well. What scares me a little bit, are they playing their best baseball and peaking in August? Because you really want to be doing it in late September going into October. But this would be a run-line play here for the Dodgers for me. Get even money here. Speaking of the Padres, they're hosting the fourth of five games against Colorado. They've won the first three. Oh. Chad Cool against Blake Snell. Padres, <laughs> 3.05 at DraftKings. I see him 3.35. Oh, I thought you were saying the time of the first pitch. No. That's, oh, that's what they're laying tonight. 
305. I see 335 in some spots. Oh, my God. Uh, minus a run and a half. DraftKings with the best price on them right now. Minus a run and a half. Minus 155. The total ate them all. Yeah, I, look, I said this would be a possibility of the Padres having a five-game sweep. Uh, so far, they've taken the first three. Great opportunity here to do so. How about Grisham with the walk-off last night? I tell you, for one, he's the most dangerous 190 hitter because he, he really is. He hits the homers in big spots. I, I'm telling you, this team, there's a vibe. You know who's hitting the ball. Profar at the top of the line. Here, let's play defense, too. Here's a, here's a debate. I don't know if you watched the game last night. I but did not. I watched the second game, almost all of it. And Mudcat and uh, uh, Mark Grant and uh, Don Orsillo, yeah. the play-by-play and, and uh, color guys for the Padres, said, if you're Bob Melvin, do you hit Machado in front of Soto or Soto in front of Machado? I hit Soto in front of Machado, and the reason is this. Juan Soto is the only active player in Major League Baseball with more walks than strikeouts in his career. Soto can take a pitch. He can get on base. Manny, uh, to me, uh, would you say they're equal in terms of power? Would you give the edge to Soto? I'd give the edge to Soto. Soto. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, I think Soto presents would more. You, would, you, would you go Profar, Cronworth, and then hit Soto third and Manny fourth, or would you go no. two, three? I would go Profar, Soto, Machado. Well, hold on. I want to add Tatis in the lineup because he's about 10 days away. Oh, yeah. I, I forget he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he gets another motorcycle accident. <laughs> Which one? Um, you know, to exactly. me, here's the, here's the question I would go with. Do you put Tatista DH and allow Kim to play shortstop? Because he's terrific defensively. Your infield defense suffers so much with Tatis back. Look, They're going to need the infield defense. Here's my argument on why Tatis has to play DH. He's theoretically capable of getting you 16 RBI in a game with four grand slams. But he's also capable of yielding 25 unearned runs with his defense. You, you need Cronworth and, and Kim in the middle of the infield. I would and agree with And with Machado with at third. You see who's been played first ba- played first base yesterday? Both well, Myers made a couple of nice catches. Will can play a little bit. He's still that twenty million. All of a sudden, we discovered I didn't even know Will he's Myers. still on the roster. He couldn't field the ball in right field. <laughs> the, um, I'll tell you what, though, this team I like this team a lot, Mike. Um, I would go Pro Far at the top. I would go Tatis second, mm-hmm. Soto third, Machado fourth, uh, Bell fifth, Cronworth sixth. Okay. Um, one more game, and we would, you yeah. know, lose our humanity cards if we didn't mention. We're back to Shohei Wednesdays. This will get everybody fired, fired up again. Angels hosting the A's. Um, Caporellian against Otani. Just a 240 favorite, the Angels tonight. Yeah, I, another underplay here. I don't think either team's really Total be, seven, yeah. It came down from the overnight. was seven and a half. Um, the A's struggle to score. It's not like the Angels can do anything offensively, so... Uh, not too much in the lineup. Uh, by the way, I was looking at Mike Trout. I didn't realize Mike Trout's 31. They got him on the hook for another 10 years. Whew, it's going to be fun paying out uh, 36 in a year for him now. They should have traded him a couple years ago. Do you think they tried to move him this year? Not hard There's enough. There's a lot of Shohei talk. They were going to move Shohei. Because you can get a ton of value, but to me, he's a guy you should have as a pitcher every fifth day. He has pitched well yeah. enough and at a level that he's got to be a pitcher every fifth day. This six, seven day nonsense is killing you. All right, we got all the window dressing out of the way. Two and a half <laughs> minutes, tennis, rapid fire them all. San Jose at seven tonight. The Tunisian, Ans Jabour against Madison Keys, Jabour 220. Give me Maddie Keys here on the hard court in America. Jabour's had t- a terrific success this year, but Madison Keys on these types of surfaces with that serve and that forehand can be really dangerous. At noon in our nation's capital, Simona Halep. Got a lake 10 to 1 against Kalinskaya, Anna. Yeah, um, I, I'm, Simona's going to win this one. I look at the number of games minus. Simona should have a chance to be able to break her multiple times throughout both sets. 130, Kaya Kanepi is $1.95 against Zhu Lin. Stay away spot. Men, 
noon from Washington. Taylor Fritz, 650 against Alexi Paparin. Yeah, Fritzy should roll in this one. He's a parlay play. Did Sock and Cressy play on a grass court? Did, do I remember that yeah, match? Was that, was that in, um, up in uh, Newport, Rhode I, Island? I thought I, this was a preview to Wimbledon that they oh, played. Oh, okay. They, it was Newport, right? Yeah, it was right. Newport. Yeah. Cressy's $1.35 over Sock today. Give, give me Max here. I, I still think that Sock was fortunate yesterday. Uh, Goffin had a first set. Um, up to 175 uh, now on Cressy. Cressy's a tough server. He plays, you know what? He, he plays hard, man. He's a really good player. I, I'm going to take him here. Riley Opelka's a $2 favorite against Dennis Kudla. Yeah, I'd probably go with Opelka, but Opelka's been a little bit cold of late. Francis Tiafo, 220 against Bob Eubanks' son, Christopher. <laughs> uh, give me, uh, give me uh, Tiafo. Nick here. the Stick, Kyrgios, 255 against Tommy Paul. Nick better bring his A game. Pa- Paul's very capable here, but I, I still think Nick in Washington has won this tournament before. And Los Cabos, Kekmanovic, 270 against Jordan Thompson. Uh, probably in Kekmanovic. Thompson came through yesterday, but don't like the play. Don't want to lay the 270. Brandon Nakashima, 425 against Max Purcell. He should be about six and a half dollars here. Purcell's a doubles player. The Aussie, uh, Nakashima should roll in straights. Jason Kubler, 7 p.m. Pacific, a 235 favorite against Radu Albat. Stay away spot here. And Sing Chung Sing. Against Cam Nori. Cam Nori, $9. Yeah, no, no play. Nori's going to win, but unless you get a bet, maybe you can get him at $3 and minus in straight sets or something. You're out until Tuesday. Yes. Um, any thoughts on the passing of Vince Scully to close out here? Listen, when I lived in Los Angeles, my favorite thing was to tune into Dodger games just to hear a pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. And, you know, time for Dodger baseball. He was tremendous. I, I don't know if there's ever been a more descriptive or better play-by-play guy in terms of being able to paint an entire picture for you when you're listening. You know, maybe Charlie Steiner should listen to Vince Scully every once in a while. People forget he did football, and he did the 1981 the NFC Championship. That's the one that called the hit. Montana, Montana, rolling right. Brent Musburger on the field that yeah. day. Best official of all time also. Dr. Jim Tunney called that. I thought that was the changing of the guard uh, game. Up next, betting across America. Thanks, folks. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? 
on Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.